الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا كتب عليكم الصيام كما كتب على الذين من قبلكم لعلكم تتقون صدق الله العظيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا ومولانا محمد وأصحابه وبارك وسلم Respected ulama, elders, dear brothers and friends and those that are listening over the various social media platforms, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Amongst Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's continuous and all-encompassing blessings is that He has designated for us certain times which stand out from others. Together with that, these special times have special virtues that are exclusive to them. Times and days which are more prominent than others. These are occasions when the rewards of the person who performs that deed is multiplied. These are days and occasions when that person who strives to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the performance of good deeds, that person's status is raised in the sight of Allah. And one of these special times is the month of Ramadan, the blessed month of Ramadan. And this is a month which is literally at our doorsteps. May Allah allow us to witness this beautiful and blessed month. Ameen. This is a month which is endowed with uncontested prominence and nobility. To understand and appreciate the value and the significance it is enough for us to reflect on just one hadith. And this is a hadith that is narrated by Talha bin Ubaidillah radiyallahu ta'ala an, recorded by Imam Ahmad and Ibn Majah rahimahumallah. Talha bin Ubaidillah rahimahumallahu ta'ala, he says, Anna rajulayn, anna rajulayn min bali, qadima ala rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wa kana islamuhuma jami'an. Two people from the Bali tribe, they came in the court of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, وَكَانَ إِسْلَامُهُمَا جَمِيعًا Tepted Islam together. Two individuals. فَكَانَ أَحَدُهُمَا أَشَدَّ اجْتِهَادًا مِنَ الْآخَرِ فَغَزَاءَ الْمُجْتَهِدُ مِنْهُمَا فَاسْتُشْهِدْ ثُمَّ مَكَثَ الْآخَرُ بَعْدَهُ سَنَةً ثُمَّ تُوفِّ one of the two people, he had this great desire to go out and fight in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he went out, he fought in the path of Allah, and he became a shaheed. The other person, he did not go out and fight in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but he remained in this temporary abode of the dunya for one more year. And thereafter he passed on. Talha radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he says, فَرَأَيْتُ فِي الْمَنَامِ بَيْنَا أَنَا عِنْدَ بَابِ الْجَنَّةِ إِذْ أَنَا بِهِمَا فَخَرَجَ خَارِجٌ مِنَ الْجَنَّةِ 
And then I went to sleep that night. Talha, the narrator, he says, I went to sleep that night after both of these individuals have now left this world and I found myself in a dream standing at the door of Jannah. And these two individuals were standing there outside. A person came out. Who was this? An angel exited Jannah and he came out and he ushered the person who lived in this world for one more year, he ushered that person into Jannah. And thereafter he ushered the person who passed away as a martyr into Jannah thereafter. And then he said to Talha radiallahu ta'ala an, فَقَالْ إِرْجِعْ Return, O Talha, فَإِنَّكَ لَمْ يَأْنِ لَكَ بَعْدْ Your time has not come as yet, so you go back. So Talha radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he wakes up the next day, and just like how when we become excited, when we see something very beautiful in our dream, we like to share it with others. So he shared it with those around him, and this became a bit of a stir in the community, and this reached Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa So he asked the people, Min Why are you so surprised? Why are you making such a stir about this? What's happening? فَقَالُوا يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ هَذَا كَانَ أَشَدَّ الرَّجُلَيْنِ إِجْتِهَادًا ثُمَّ اسْتُشْهِدْ وَدَخَلَ هَذَا الْآخِرُ الْجَنَّةَ قَبْلَهِ Ya Rasulullah, how is it that this person, one of the two, he passed away as a martyr. He went out in the path of Allah, he fought for the sake of Allah, he gave up his life for the sake of Allah, he passed away as a martyr, and we all know the status of a martyr. How did this person enter Jannah second? And that person who lived in this world for one more year, he did not go out in the path of Allah. How did this person have the privilege of entering Jannah first? So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he turns to the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum and he asks them this question. He says, Alaysa fahada ba'dahu sana? Did this person not live in this world for one more year? They said, Qalu bala, yes ya Rasulullah. Did this person not find himself in the month of Ramadan? Did this person not find himself fasting in the month of Ramadan? And did this person not have the privilege of performing so many prostrations before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this year that Allah had allowed him to enjoy? It says, yes, ya Rasulullah. And listen to this. Listen to what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says. He says, فَمَا بَيْنَهُمَا أَبْعَدُ مِمَّا بَيْنَ السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْضِ The difference between the two individuals, that person who lived in this world for one more year, and that person who passed away as a martyr, the difference between the two is greater than the distance between the heavens and the earth. So as we get nearer and nearer to the month of Ramadan, we should intensify our desire to witness this beautiful month. We had witnessed so many janazas in the past weeks. Infants, young and old, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's decree is to take them away. We are not questioning the decree of Allah, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we make dua that Allah allows us to witness the month of Ramadan. Each and every person has the desire, but who knows whether we are going to witness the month of Ramadan. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to make this dua as the month of Ramadan used to approach. And we mentioned this yesterday after the Isha Salah. Allahumma sallimni li Ramadan wa sallim Ramadan li wa tasallamhu lana wa tasallamhu li. 
It's a three-part dua. Oh Allah, make me presentable for the month of Ramadan. Make me presentable for the month of Ramadan. And oh Allah, make Ramadan accessible to me. And oh Allah, make it such that I spend the month of Ramadan in a productive way, with afiyah. Because Ramadan is the guest from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a blessed guest. And what a beautiful dua. Liken this to the guest that we receive at home. Think about it. When we have a guest that is coming at home, then we ensure that we are dressed appropriately, our house is in order, we make sure that the children are at their best behavior. Why? We want to make a good impression on our guests. And we want our guests to be uh, happy in the time that he spends with us. We want to be as hospitable as we can be to him. No toys lying around, all the toys should be packed away, everything should be in its place, the house should not be in disarray. So, O oh Allah, make us presentable for the month of Ramadan, make us ready for the month of Ramadan, and make Ramadan accessible to us. Make Ramadan accessible to us. Sometimes we are presentable, our house is in order, we are presentable, everything is laid out, but we invite a certain guest. And perhaps our relationship with that guest is not on the best of terms. Perhaps we just had an argument a few hours ago, a few days ago. But nevertheless, that person is invited. We have to invite him. Or we have to invite her. And when that person comes to our home, and that person is received, the relationship between him and I is not as comfortable as it should be. It's an awkward engagement. Why? Because we had an argument. So make Ramadan accessible to us. When Ramadan comes, we should be able to benefit from the month of Ramadan fully. And make Ramadan such that we spend it in a productive way. Sometimes you are presentable. Sometimes the guest is accessible. You have a very good relationship with that person. He comes home, everything is good. But the time that you spend together is not productive. You spend it together doing some frivolous activity and wasting time. So you haven't yielded any benefits. Make it such that when we find ourselves in the month of Ramadan, for a few days, then these are days which yield results and benefits. Such a beautiful dua. Allahumma sallimni li Ramadan, wa sallim Ramadan li, wa tasallamhu li. Respected elders and dear friends, this hadith that we just mentioned, the one that was narrated by Talha radiallahu ta'ala an, this shows us the status and the value of this month. Now we move on to our topic which is preparation for the month of Ramadan. There are many, many aspects that we can speak about. But inshallah ta'ala, I want to suffice on three. The first aspect is al-ihsan. What does al-ihsan mean? In one of the ahadith that have been narrated to us, probably one of the most important ahadith, known as Hadith Jibreel. When Jibreel alayhi salatu wasalam came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he sat down in front of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum were there. And he asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam a few questions. Mal iman, what is iman? Mal islam, what is islam? What is ihsan? When is the hour going to come? These were the questions that were posed to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. You see, respected elders and friends, whenever we perform any deed, generally we know that deeds have two components. We are mindful about these two components. 
One is the inward component and the other is the outward. The inward component is the sincerity, the motivation with which a person performs that particular action. The outward component is the manifestation of your servitude to Allah. So in salah we have postures we have to perform. We perform our wudu. When it is time for hajj, then we have to perform certain hajj rituals. So this is the outward component. In this hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is highlighting to us one more significant component that should accompany our deeds when we perform them. And that is ihsan. So Jibreel alayhi salatu wa salam, he asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what is ihsan? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then says, أَن تَعْبُدَ اللَّهَ كَأَنَّكَ تَرَاهَ فَإِن لَمْ تَكُنْ تَرَاهَ فَإِنَّهُ يَرَاهَ You should worship Allah in such a way that you are aware of the presence of Allah. Visualize that you are seeing Allah. And if you cannot see Allah, if you cannot create that sort of ability within you to visualize that, then remember that Allah is seeing you. Allah is watching you. So the point I'm mentioning Al-Ihsan, I'm mentioning Al-Ihsan, the point here is that the month of Ramadan will come, each and every single one of us will probably have a timetable. Generally, before thinking about increasing in our ibadah, and our worship, whatever it may be, salah, Quran, uh, charity, whatever the case may be, and that is meritorious, all in its place, very, very good. But we should consider enhancing the quality of that which we are already doing. And that is what Al-Ihsan is. That how can I enhance the quality of that which I am already doing? On one occasion, a sahabi came in Masjid al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he performed salah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to him, Irji' fasalli fa'innaka lam tusalli. Oh my sahabi, go back and perform your salah again. You haven't performed your salah. So he went back and he performed his salah. He came back, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said the same thing. Irji' fasalli fa'innaka lam tusalli. Go back and perform your salah. You haven't performed your salah. So he went back and he performed his salah. This happened three times until he came back to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he says, Ya Rasulullah, ma uksinu ghayra. I can't do better than this. Fa'allimni, please teach me. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then taught him how to perform the salah. This person knew the postures of salah. But Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was teaching him how to enhance the quality of that which he is already performing. And that was to instill within his salah the quality and the component of itmi'nan. Be composed when you are performing your postures. When you come up from rukur, when you go in sujood, all these various postures in salah, how are you performing them? What is the quality of these postures? Am I just performing the taraweeh salah because I want to get it done with? Or I really want to use this to get closer to Allah? So instead of making or counting the rakats and counting the time, I should be making the rakats and the time count. That is how I should approach the taraweeh salah in the month of Ramadan. And like this my tilawatul Qur'an, and like this my charity, enhance the quality of that which we are already doing. That is the number one preparation that we should introspect about but as we are coming closer and closer to the month of Ramadan. The second aspect is taqwa. Self-restraint. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about, and this is more an answer to the question, what is the objective of fasting in the month of Ramadan? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us the answer. 
You can say, perhaps maybe it's so that I increase my charity, I become closer to the Qur'an. Yes, all that's in its place. But Allah tells us the objective of the month of Ramadan. O believers, fasting has been made obligatory upon you. Just like how it was made obligatory on those before you. So that you attain taqwa. That is the primary objective of fasting in the month of Ramadan. In order for us to attain the fear of displeasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In order for us to attain the fear of displeasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And subhanallah, what beautiful psychology of the Quran. What beautiful method has Allah used to prepare us for the month of Ramadan. You know when a person is given a task and in his mind, he thinks to himself that I'm the only one who has been given this task. When he thinks that way, it's very difficult for him to achieve that task because he feels so burdened with it. I'm the only one who has given this task. But when he knows that others before him or others like him have also been given the same task and the similar task, it becomes much easier for him to achieve that task. So Allah is saying, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, fasting has been made obligatory upon you, just like how it was made obligatory on those before you. In order to make it easier for us, don't look at this as something very, very high and something that you cannot achieve. It's achievable. In order for you to attain taqwa. Just to speak about taqwa, the author of Ruh al-Ma'ani, Allama Alusi Baghdadi rahimahullahu ta'ala, when he speaks about taqwa, and he gives some definitions and examples of taqwa. He writes, he says, that taqwa is What is taqwa? Taqwa is that you give up all types of sins. Minor sins and major sins. For the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is what is regarded as taqwa. Walk on the earth. Walk on this earth as though you are walking through a field of thorns. Just like how a person gathers his clothes, he makes sure his sleeves are up, and when he's walking through dirt and a puddle of mud, he's careful. He does not want any stain or any dirt to come on his clothing. That just like that, a person should walk on this earth, protecting himself from every small and big temptation of nafs and shaitan. That is what taqwa is. And he says, be careful of the small stones and the small thorns. Be careful of those ones. He says, وَلَا تَحْفِرَنَّ صَغِيرَهَا إِنَّ الْجِبَالَ مِنَ الْحَصَرَ O believer, be careful of the small ones. Don't trivialize any small bad deed. Don't think to yourself that it is small. Uh, you know what? Allah is ghafoorur rahim. Allah will forgive me. He says, beware of that one. Beware of those ones. إِنَّ الْجِبَالَ مِنَ الْحَصَرَ For mountains are made up of small pebbles and small grains. You know, if a person has ever been hiking or trailing and you're walking somewhere bare feet, the stones that hurt are the small ones, not the big ones. The small ones will actually prick you and they'll leave a bruise on your feet. The big ones, we can step on them. We can have some support, but the small ones really hurt. And in other, another tafsir, the author says that don't look at the size of the sin. Look at who you are sinning against. This is what taqwa is, and this is the definition of taqwa. So the second thing that we should 
be preparing ourselves with as we receive the month of Ramadan is the aspect of taqwa. The third aspect that we should be uh, preparing ourselves with is compassion for others. The third and last point, compassion for others. When Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam described the month of Ramadan, what did he say sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Huwa shahrul muwasat. Huwa shahrul muwasat. It is the month of compassion where you display compassion to humanity. That is what Ramadan is about. Dr. Abdul Hay Arifi rahmatullahi alayhi who was the sheikh and the spiritual mentor of Mufti Taqi Uthmani, Hafidahullah Ta'ala, he once went to his sheikh and his spiritual mentor. And he said to him that this quality of Al-Ihsan, where you worship Allah and you make ibadah to Allah and you have this awareness of the presence of Allah, I think I have found that in my salah. I think I have found myself having this quality of Al-Ihsan in my salah. So his spiritual mentor says to him, but what about your relationship with others? What about the relationship that you have with your wife? What about Ihsan in that? What about your relationship with your friends and your fellow Muslims and your children? Has the quality of Ihsan been permeated in your heart? Do you have that? So this teaches us that Al-Ihsan, which is that you worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with having this presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is something that should be not only to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but our, with our dealings with people. We should be kind, we should respect one another, we should be compassionate towards others, especially in the month of Ramadan. This is the month that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us to be compassionate towards others. This aspect of compassion, ar-rifqu, in Arabic, ar-rifq, this is something which is loved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This was what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us in the hadith. Time is running out, insha'Allah ta'ala. I just want to share one hadith, where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam teaches us how compassionate we should be towards others. Unfortunately, respected elders and dear friends, these qualities of being merciful and compassionate, this is becoming rare and rare as days go by. As days go by, this is becoming rare. In fact, just the other week, somebody approached me and said, please speak about respect. Please speak about respect. So I said, inshallah ta'ala, if Allah gives me the tawfiq, then we will speak about it and touch on this topic. People want respect. People want compassion when you deal with them. People want that you acknowledge them. Look at Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and how he dealt with those that were around him, the sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum. Muawiyah bin Hakam radiallahu ta'ala anhum, he says, بَيْنَمَا أَنَا أُصَلِّي مَعَ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ إِذْ when I was with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we were all performing salah. Imagine that salah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the imam and the congregation is the sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum. Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala anhum, he says that Rasulullah sallallahu was leading us in salah and somebody sneezed. A sahabi sneezed. So in salah, in jamaat salah, in congregation, I replied to the person, I said, Ya Rahmukallah. We were all in salah. So everyone in the congregation, people started to give me dead stares. And they were looking at me. And they started to stare at me. Then I said, May my mother be bereaved. May my mother lose me. This was a statement they used to make. And then he said, And then he said to the people, Why are you staring at me? What's wrong with you people? Why are you staring? Then the people started 
So people started hitting their thighs. They started hitting their thighs, trying to tell him to keep quiet in salah. He didn't know. So he says, When I saw them trying to keep me quiet, I became very upset. I was very upset. Can you imagine Sahaba radiallahu anhum? This is the scene in Masjid al-Nabawi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He says, they're trying to make me keep quiet. I was getting upset. Lakinni sakattu, but I remained quiet. I kept quiet. I held myself. فَلَمَّا صَلَّى النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ When Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam completed the salah. Listen to this, respected elders and dear friends. When Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam completed the salah, he says, فَبِي أَبِي هُوَ وَأُمِّي مُعَاوِيَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَ عَنْهُ takes a qasam. He says, I take a qasam in my father and in my mother. مَا رَأَيْتُ مُعَلِّمًا قَبْلَهُ وَلَا بَعْدَهُ فَأَحْسَرَتْ عَلِيمًا مِنْهُمْ I have never seen a teacher better than Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. فَوَاللَّهِ مَا كَهَرَنِي وَلَا ضَرَبَنِي وَلَا شَتَمَنِي Rasulullah rebuke me, he didn't abuse me, he did not strike me, but he said to me, inna hadhi salah, this salah, la yasluhu fiha shayuk min kalam min nas, this salah, oh my sahabi, oh my muawiyah, la yasluhu fiha shayuk min kalam min nas, you cannot speak in your salah, inna ma huwa tasbih, our salah that Allah has given us, it is for tasbih, wa takbih, wa qiraat al-Quran, it is so that you make tasbih in your salah. It is so that you make takbir in your salah. Your salah is for the recitation of the Quran. This is the compassion of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Look at how he treated others and how compassionate he was with others. One more incident, very very quickly and inshallah we terminate. On one occasion Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was walking. Anas radiallahu ta'ala anhu says we were walking. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had a shawl on. An ajrani shawl. A shawl from Yemen. And it had a very thick hem and border. So a Bedouin came from behind him. And Bedouins generally are harsh in their nature because of the terrain that they live in. So he came from behind Rasulullah and he yanked the shawl. He pulled the shawl so violently. Anas radiallahu ta'ala anhu says, this violent pull of his actually left a bruise and an indentation on the Mubarak neck of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he says to Rasulullah O Muhammad, أَعْطِنِي مِنْ مَالِ اللَّهِ الَّذِي أَعْتَاكَ O Muhammad, that wealth that Allah has given you because the shawl that he saw on Rasulullah give me from that. I want the wealth that Allah has given you. Look at the response of Rasulullah 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 turned to him, فضحك. He turned to him and he smiled. فضحك. He smiled. ثُمَّ أَمَرَ لَهُ And then he told the Sahaba رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَ عَنْهُمْ Give himself. That is the moment when your ego is at its height. Your anger sees no limit at that time. And perhaps rightfully so, if somebody did that to us. But Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam turned to him, he smiled at him, and then he told the Sahaba رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَ عَنْهُمْ Give him something. So respected elders and friends, this month that Allah has given us is a month of compassion. Yes, when we are fasting, when there's no food, there's no water, we are going to be tested. But let us try and remember these beautiful ahadith of how Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us how to be compassionate towards others. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the tawfiq of making amal. Remember the three points. Al-ihsan to enhance the quality of that which I'm already doing. 
Number two is to inculcate within my life taqwa, the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And number three, this is a month that is huwa shahrul muwasa, where I should inculcate compassion in my heart, mercy in my heart and respect towards others. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a tawfiq. May Allah allow us to witness this beautiful and blessed month, inshaAllah ta'ala. Ameen ya rabbal alameen wa akhiru da'wana. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.